gone tripping. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Here we are on a Friday. Yes, finally, right? Yes, this has been yes. a long week for us. Yes, it has. No, it's uh, it's exciting. We mm-hmm. are on episode sixteen. Whew. Yes, sweet sixteen. In in some parts of the world, we are illegally a, able to date. Wow. Yes. So that's nice. My household growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's a little strict. Like I was but. eight to twelve. <laughs> Well, at least you can drive, right? Yes, I mean, that's exactly. You can't really there date you before you there can drive. You well, where I grew up too, you could drive at fifteen. So oh, yeah. oh, like fifteen to nine months. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, or like, like right so at fifteen? I, I, I was taking driver's ed when I was fourteen. Wow, yes. that's crazy. And, okay, uh, yeah, and then um, well, that's very different 15, on this side of the country. Fifteen, I got my license, and then sixteen, you can drive at night. Oh, yes. okay, yeah. So, All right, kind of a big deal. Yeah, so <laughs> the the rights we used to uh, <laughs> be so excited to get <laughs> for sure. Well, I'm excited about today's episode. Yeah, we had a great um, guest. Yes, we have an awesome guest. Uh, we actually have been. I put her on the list a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you've been uh, wanting this one for a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I you know me. I like yeah. uh, I like holes in the wall. Yeah. Um, I like uh, you know. I told you about the secret room we found in our house. Yes, you know, that's right. Like you were very excited the about really that. Really interesting, you know, <laughs> things. Um, and uh, I, I found our guest today, and she uh, has written multiple books. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that originally got me involved uh, with going after her is called Secret Detroit. Mm. Um, and she's also written a couple of uh, crime novels. So yeah. Uh, Wait. It's uh, Karen. Yes, Karen, Karen Divis. Uh, Karen is a former Detroit news reporter, longtime freelance writer for clients including Time Magazine and U.S. News and World Reports, and author of four Detroit history books, including The Ford Wyoming Drive-In, Better Made in Michigan, The Witch of Delray, and Secret Detroit. Awesome, awesome. So, Thanks for joining us, Karen. Uh, G- Karen, how are you Happy doing today? To <laughs> good, good. Uh, so... Was I right? You have written a couple of like tri- crime novels or crime books. Well, the true crime book is The Witch of Del Rey about okay. a 1930s murder that took place in Detroit. Oh, no. So that, that was my first foray. Otherwise, I, I always joke I'm a building and potato chip historian, more or less. <laughs> that is awesome. Right. Yeah. I've been uh, reading the uh, the notes our producer provided us, and I was really enthralled by the uh, potato chip in particular. I, I, <laughs> I didn't think I'd be like so invested in that. So there was 40 local chip companies and only one survived. Yeah, the they all City. either merged or they... Uh, were bought by each other so like they'd go out of business and then someone would come in and poach all their machines <laughs> and then they'd grow bigger and bigger and bigger so better made's the one that still exists but there was a company called new era that actually merged with frito-lay oh. so when you're eating your frito-lay chip there's a tiny bit of detroit still hanging out there wow. so i know with chicago their history for uh you know the underground mob it was alcohol it was potato chips for detroit <laughs> well in a way yeah, yeah they really. still served them all through prohibition so oh, half really? They always say 75% of the world's alcohol during Prohibition came through Detroit from Canada. And then the chip companies would sneak around to the blind pigs and knock on the door, and then they'd bring chips in. Oh, that's hilarious. So people just still could (laughs) eat the potato chips as they were drinking. That is awesome. That is super awesome. (laughs) Wow. So, so that that sounds definitely like a book. Uh, How many chapters is that book, just for... 
I think they're all year ten chapters. I'm a very symmetrical person. Okay, cool. I like oh, I nice like that. Simple. I like that. I'm a lot. actually asking for me. I'm a short book reader, so <laughs> well, I don't know if number of chapters is necessarily going to help you. Well, that just shows you how much I read. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So then, then we have the uh, which. Uh, so uh, better made in Michigan is the salty story of Detroit's best chip, uh, which you had me at chips. I'm from Idaho originally, so oh. we're the potato state. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. Yes. So, so I definitely would be interested in that, that, and it's, it's that quirky potato chip. I mean, who would write a book about a potato chip? Right. Karen. Dibis. Well, there is, there's <laughs> a really good book called crunch about the national potato chip scene. So you'll have to check that out. Yeah. So mine's more of like the local and a little national history, but there's only two potato chip historians in the world. We've got to represent. Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. You for guys sure. should merge. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have, we did. We had, we had a few phone calls as I was doing my research. Yeah, there that's you awesome. go. That Collaboration, awesome. Okay, so then you have the Witch of Del Rey, uh, which uh, can you expand about on that one a little bit? Oh, absolutely. That one was a book about a woman who lived here in Detroit in 1930s. So the height of Prohibition and the Great Depression. She was accused of killing one of the boarders that lived in her house. And the neighbors had already nicknamed her the witch because they didn't like her for a Mm. variety of reasons. So when the story hit the newspaper that she had supposedly pushed this guy out of an upstairs window for some insurance money, they all went in and um, uh, asked her to... You know, the, the newspapers went crazy for the story and it was in headlines all across the United States. And then her trial be, kind of became like a trial of the century here in Detroit. Hmm. Oh, that is. So that, that's a that's a true crime. That, uh, Absolutely. hundred percent true. I always joke. I even put the case number in the book. So if someone wanted to go look up all the research I did, they can recreate everything. That is awesome. Hmm. That is very awesome. Wow. Well, so, uh, things were pretty crazy back then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Detroit in the in Great Depression and Prohibition was just like lawless. It, it pretty much anybody <laughs> jokes that we don't take crime seriously. Uh, you got to look back at that time because we had the mayor was turning his eye on all the mob violence. Yeah. So you had all these mobs from Al Capone coming here to pick up his alcohol to our own Purple Gang, which was a Jewish mob. And then we had an Italian mob. So we were third behind New York and Chicago as far as size of our mob scene. Wow. So they're all killing each other off. And then you had obviously the Great Depression, so everybody's out of work for multiple years. And then all this came together at once in a way with this woman's trial of she was put to a first degree murder trial and found guilty more or less because they're like, we don't care that we don't have enough evidence. <laughs> Just get this out of our hair more or less. Wow. Uh, wow. So it's really fascinating. Like we're all one step away from jail kind of a situation. <laughs> when I did it. That's yeah. Awesome. Jeez. I can't even imagine what that must've been like. Um, have you ever seen the uh, show uh, Peaky Blinders? I've heard of it. I have not seen it. I'm sorry. It's on to Netflix. Say. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I recommend it. If you're into the whole like mob scene, it's kind of the same story, but uh, on the other side of the pond. Yeah. And in, um, in Ireland is the Irish mob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like a mob that's like, in Ireland, that's not the Irish mob, but they have yes. to deal with the Irish mob a lot. Yeah. It's a very good show. The main <laughs> actor is like one of my favorite actors ever. But uh, I totally think we should uh, pioneer a Detroit version. It sounds like oh yeah, that's what I'm years. hoping. Fingers yeah. are crossed. Supposedly, uh, there's a few people reading the book, and I'm like, please Netflix. This would yes. be an amazing series. I can cast everybody for you. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be super. I would watch. Yeah, you be, have my support. I'm a big true crime. Ah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That kind of I stuff. would totally watch yeah. that, especially after hearing all about this. 
Um, that's crazy. So, <laughs> so like the original reason we went after you was a secret Detroit, mm-hmm. a guide to the war, uh, the weird, wonderful, and obscure of Detroit. All right, and that's kind of our uh, our deal. You yeah, know, we like well, it's definitely how I live my life. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, weird, wonderful, and obscure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's funny because. Uh, Every time I go somewhere, uh, people are always like, oh, we got to go, you know, to this place. And uh, I'm like, let's go to the biggest ball of twine in Cocker City, Kansas. <laughs> like, that's, that's the type of, I'd rather do that, you know. Right. Uh, right. We're driving to Chicago and seeing all the cool stuff. Cool. Let's stop uh, at this crazy spot. Uh, <laughs> one that's on my list is in Nebraska. It's uh, off of I-80 out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's like 30 minutes off the freeway, but it's actually a replica of Stonehenge made out of cars, like 1970s cars, just out in the middle of some farm field. Uh, (laughs) You know they're going to find that like a thousand years from now and be like, what were they thinking? Like trying to like decipher what it means. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. So so I'm interested to see because I've I've actually not been to Detroit Detroit yet. Mm, Me neither. Um, But I now live closer to Detroit than I did before. So it's definitely on the list. Michigan... um, has a lot of cool things, including uh, the Michigan Wolverines that, you know, I, I support. They're in like the top 10 of my college football teams that I follow. So, uh, and they have the big house, the largest stadium uh, that I want to go to on my stadiums list. So what else, what, what about Detroit? Um, well, yeah. before we really get into oh, it, my goodness, we, we almost forgot. forgot. We almost forgot. I'm trying something new. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Of course. I am a little thirsty, too. Me, so too. It's that's, that, that's actually what made me it, think of it. It's that time. It's the uh, drink of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today we have a uh, Detroit classic. Yes. According to Google. So, um, but, uh, so if that's wrong, you know who to yell at. <laughs> yes. So you might have to look into that for us, uh, Karen. Uh, this is... The Brownie Caramel Cream Root Beer uh, since 1929 uh, by Orca Beverage Inc. Uh, o R C A, but uh, yeah, orcabeverage.com. Um, this I, I found uh, in Idaho. Um, get that sound there. Ah, I get the little smoke coming off the bottle there. But uh, root beer is one of my favorite sodas. Mm. If I drink soda. Yeah, root beers. We have a lot. We've had a pretty good share of root beer on here already. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely so, a fan. Yeah, so root beer is one of my favorite sodas, and uh, this caramel is like my favorite flavor. Mm. So this is uh, got a caramel cream uh, added to the root beer, and it's very nice, very very nice. Cheers. So here we go with our cheers. Oh. <laughs> good sound bite. Karen, do you want to drink? <laughs> I do. I'll have I'll have my uh, official local coffee. In yeah, there, there, you, there go. you go. There you go. Ooh, that caramel's strong. Right? right? Ooh, it just comes right there at the end of the root beer taste. Man. So be honest. What are your thoughts? It's a little strong. A little strong for me. A little strong for you. Okay. A little strong. You probably. Are I think like Detroit. You know, <laughs> it tastes like Detroit. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's got some muscle, some grit. Right, right. Your little favorite just adjective about Detroit. Right. Motor oil definitely on the on the palate <laughs> in there. <laughs> no, no, it tastes like root beer, but it has that does have that caramel yeah. cream. I, I mean, like, flavor at the end. Caramel isn't like my favorite flavor, so that's maybe why I'm that's, thinking it's strong. That's, that's I don't what hate say. it, I but you don't like caramel. Yeah, so. like I like caramel apples, but that's because like that apple like crunch after it. Okay, you know, that's good. So are you, are you a caramel fan or a caramel fan oh hmm. i think caramel <laughs> that's always the debate yeah, what caramel. do you say Car- caramel or caramel <laughs> how do you say it karen 
I would be a caramel fan. Okay. I am hugely into that. So now I'm like going to go find this drink as yes. well. Yes. We have a great little market by us that carries all this esoteric beverages. Yes. It's like a great Italian market. And I'm going to see if they carry brownies. We need yeah. one of those. Well, and just so you know, I, so I usually got this at a store called Albertsons um, and uh, by my house back in Idaho, uh, which Albertsons was started in Idaho. So they're everywhere. Oh. But uh but yeah, they have this this wall of these old uh, bottle drinks of soda, and uh, and I found this one, and this is like my drink of choice when football season comes around. Uh, this and some pizza or wings, and I am set so for the game. But uh, out here, I found it at Cracker Barrel uh, Country Store. <laughs> so if you can't find it at that market, uh, that is another place you can find it. But um, I'm excited to take it home uh, before I left the house today. Our seven-year-old <laughs> said, uh, you better bring me one to drink. And I said, okay. <laughs> nice. So I take demands. But, um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I love this. I love the caramel. Uh, I actually make homemade root beer. I'm making homemade root beer tonight, this evening. Yeah, I know. I'm going to uh, be there. <laughs> and I typically like to add a little bit of caramel ever since I started this at the uh into my mixture so yeah we'll see how it goes and it's kind of got like one of those like reassuring ingredients list you know it's like yeah. only like six things yeah <laughs> instead of like that's all a bunch of chemicals i definitely can't read it's really good <laughs> so it not only is it tasty it's good for you oh. unless you're cameron you don't like the taste it's okay yeah i mean it's it's like it's definitely it's not, i would agree that it's if tasty it's not mango i feel like you like hate it right i like mango <laughs> a lot Mango's my favorite flavor <laughs> Um, we did a guava drink last time on the show, Karen. Yeah. And uh, it was delightful. It yeah, was, that was uh, really good. That yeah. surprised me. It was kind of <laughs> one of those cans that, y- y- like, you didn't expect it to be good at all. Yeah, like Very generic uh, looking. Yeah, I kind of expected <laughs> to, like, open it and it would just be, like, powder and I had to add my own water. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, it was tasty. So, yeah, brownies are drink of the day. Yes. Uh, go out and get one. We just told you where you can find them. Yeah. Um, and let us know what you think. So, yeah, getting back to uh, Secret Detroit, uh, tell us what got you started on writing this book. Well, this one was uh, the publisher was approaching local travel writers to write this, and a lot of them took a pass. And I thank God they did because I had a ball writing this. Mm. I also have two kids. They're ages 10 and 12 now. So awesome. I dragged them all over Detroit last summer as I was prepping to write the book. Those poor kids. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's they, the, they thought it was the worst thing ever, but then now they brag about it, how yeah, they know everything. And I'm like, it's the perfect essay of I, what you did over your summer vacation. And I was saying that, at, at a, you know, Jess, I, I, I think that's awesome that you took your kids out to do this. That's what we're all about, you know, getting your kids out. Uh, the experience yeah. they had doing that with you, way better than the video games they're playing at home, right? I mean... Oh, 100%. Because there are video games set in Detroit. So how are you going to recognize any of the scenes if you have not been there? Exactly. That's true. That's true. They have more meaning when you play them. Yeah. (laughs) Helping the youth. That's a good compromise. I like that. It is. It is. is. (laughs) Very cool. Uh, So. And yeah, you, uh, you do tours in Detroit now, right? Yeah, a friend of mine runs a tour company called Detroit History Tours. There's probably about seven or eight tour companies in the city because Detroit's more than 300 years old. There's plenty to see and do. And so she asked me, based on Secret Detroit, would I go out and take people to some of the places that are in the book? So we we hit all of them from we have one of the last remaining Negro League stadiums standing in Hamtramck, Michigan, which is a city within Detroit. 
Don't ask me. It's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we went there and we raised a toast to some of the finest baseball players from the Negro League with our Verner's pop. Uh, <laughs> so we had a ball. It was an absolutely great day. And so huh. I'm doing it again a couple more times this summer, taking people out and seeing the sights. That is awesome. I, I'm a huge sports fan, uh, contrary to <laughs> my other half here. Um, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I love sports. Uh Huge fan of Hank Aaron. I, I'm a Braves fan uh, since the age of four or five years old, uh, and so I I listened and uh, got books about Hank Aaron, who got his start in the Negro Leagues, uh, and so that's always been fascinating to me. So that that is, do they use the field still uh, field still for games for high school or anything like that? Or yeah, I mean it's it's available to kids to use kind of casually, but okay. because they just got it designated like a historical. State of Michigan historical designation. Yeah. They're going to try to restore the field even further for people to play on, That's like awesome. formal leagues. And then it's right across the street from the stadium where a local soccer field that got repurposed and now has like a full-fledged plays every weekend uh, soccer league here in Detroit. So that's fabulous, too. So it's almost like this incredibly historically significant sports complex. That is awesome. So you have Keyworth where uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt did a big rally. And then the Negro League where we had Norman Turkey Stearns play. And he got posthumously put into the Hall of Fame. So he's a Cooperstown guy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super awesome. It's really wow. cool to have it right in our backyard. That, that, I didn't say that, that's that's one. So you, that's the first thing I uh, I definitely want to go to visit when I'm in Detroit because that would be awesome for me. Right. Uh, my my wife would probably like, why are we here? But for oh, me, it's gorgeous it, though. It's right it, next to a park, so your kids can oh, play so can while play. you're checking exactly. out the stadium. So yeah. you got it all. Well, I already <laughs> took them to the Field of Dreams on our way moving out here. Uh, and so, uh, my kids would actually probably love it, um, because they like anything sports. Right. So, uh, they haven't been brainwashed yet. <laughs> and, and nearby, we got the ultimate for you. If you like the car Stonehenge, we also have a vertical car oh, really? uh, here in Detroit next to our Eastern market, which is the largest public outdoor market. Some guy wow. that drove his car across the United States, who's an artist decided that since the thing broke down. He would erect it in Detroit. So it's a, a vertical car that's a monument to what he calls the greatest road trip ever to Detroit. That's so awesome. it's that's, like a little mini Stonehenge. That's awesome. I'm really happy we well, found out about that. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> geographically, uh, Detroit would be kind of just an extension of Route 66, which starts in Chicago. So it wouldn't be that difficult to do your Route 66 travel and just go straight up into Detroit. Yeah. That seems oh yeah, so. it's like a, a practically a straight shot from Chicago. Yeah, that yeah. makes it a great like ending point to a, a road trip. You know. Yeah, I think most people do the true like Chicago to Venice, uh, California. Oh, oh, <laughs> but uh, finish there in California. But I think uh, these days I'd probably head straight up to Detroit. Yeah, especially go see some of these sites. Um, the yeah. the uh, so. We have here uh, one of the things that we wanted to point out was the America's five or first mile of concrete highway. That's in Detroit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which makes yeah, sense. And, and what kills me is Detroit is known for its cars, but our highways were first built for bikes, too. <laughs> so we're just every kind of transportation you is can imagine. Right? We're like Detroit bike city as much as we're uh, the Motown uh, sound <laughs> and cars and automobiles like we're, we're very multidimensional. We get kind of painted as a one thing town, but 
we're crazy for anything on wheels. That is that is awesome. <laughs> I can't imagine like highways for bikes now. I mean, because yeah. <laughs> now we're like driving on highways like at eighty miles an hour. So I, know, I can't right? imagine <laughs> going back to like twelve miles. Well, they an hour. had the they had the motorized bikes before they had the car, right? I believe that's how history worked. They oh. had the regular bikes, then they put a motor on them, and they well, that the makes cars sense. Came, yeah. But uh, somebody would very quickly realize, like, oh, I can't maintain this speed on two it, wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, back then they Anymore. were still the cars were still only going, you know, thirty five, forty miles yeah. an hour, so top speed. Right. But yeah, no, that's super awesome. Um, Fisher Mansion. Tell us a little about Fisher Mansion. Oh yeah, that's a great location too. Because uh, well, all the auto companies created millionaires, and in those days there were no federal taxes, so they really just were sick with money like the Dodge brothers and Henry Ford and all those guys. And so they build these humongous houses both to live in, but then it's like summer houses further out from the city. And <laughs> so these nice. mansions are still all here among all the smaller kind of like uh, middle-class houses. So we'll have blocks of just like everyday houses. And then these humongous blocks of mansions that belong to all of our auto company executives and the big retailers and that one got converted into kind of like a religious uh, facility where the Hare Krishna have a setup there and you can join them and hang out at the Fisher Mansion. Yeah. How did they how did they like end up there? That seems like such a strange like from a auto tycoon to uh, <laughs> a religious institution. That seems what? We have one of the most unusual real estate uh, <laughs> markets in that we just kind of let it sit for 50 or so years while we were figuring <laughs> things out. Uh, so now as we're reviving and really in a different uh, kind of investment phase for Detroit, all these places that were empty for decades can be snapped up at the time for very little. Oh, yeah. And so you could have a 6,000 square foot mansion go for under $100,000. That's crazy. <laughs> so all these different people have pu purchased the homes and are renovating them. And then now you've got all the, the skyscrapers are all getting bought up, not only by local Detroiters, but international and uh, national interests are coming in because our real estate costs are just crazy. Yeah, so low. Say Rocket Mortgage uh, uh, planted there in Detroit. So... Oh, yeah, that oh, was a I? big change. Once yeah. Dan Gilbert and his group came in, and he, Dan's a, a, a son of Detroit, so to speak, his okay. dad and his grandfather. And Dan Gilbert came in here with his group and some other big corporate executives and have just changed the entire city. It's done that's, a 180. That's awesome. Well, And that's the thing. I know that uh, about six, seven years ago, uh, there's a lot of punchlines for Detroit. Oh, uh, yep. And, and they've kind of started to go away because uh, they are coming back strong. And I know Rocket Mortgage um, had a huge hand in that. And some <clears throat> some of the other businesses have come in and, and made it a priority to to make it. So right. it's good to hear that Detroit's doing good because I think when Detroit's doing good, the rest of the United States is probably doing pretty good, too. And uh, <laughs> and that's that's good to yeah, hear. I'm, I'm really happy to be talking to like a local. I mean, it would be hard to distinguish whether or not you're talking about a town of 500 or Detroit right yeah. now. You know, you, you talk about like everything that's going on, like it's happening right there and it's awesome. Yeah. What is it? Such a sea change because it really was a city that was a cautionary tale for so long. Like, don't let this happen to you because we did get reliant on automobiles and other things. But now it's really a very vibrant, different place in core districts. And then that's spreading to the neighborhoods. So five more years, this is going to be a really amazing city. Hmm. 
the uh, so I was awesome. going over some of the notes, and then uh, the name Bell Isle came up, and first thing I'm like, oh, wait a second, uh, I'm thinking of Fletch too. Uh, if anybody's watched Fletch too, Fletch uh, too, you ever heard of Fletch? No, uh, Karen. I've at least heard of it. Oh, I've you've seen never the seen. First one, but I've never okay. seen Fletch. Yeah, too. See, he okay. does this all the time okay. to me. He'll well, say something I, super obscure, and then yeah. he acts like it's the most common <laughs> no, thing ever. Yeah, well, <laughs> so calling you out too. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like a, a decade difference between Cameron and I. Uh, believe oh, it or not, he's yeah. more mature than I am, so <laughs> it collides together. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, I'm the youngest of eight, so Fletch was way before my time. But I watched it with uh, my siblings. So at least you've heard of Fletch. He's not even heard Absolutely. of Fletch before. So um, <laughs> it, it's a great Chevy Chase cult classic. Um, but Fletch 2, which now that knowing that you haven't seen it, you should probably watch it, Karen, because it's pretty awesome. But uh, in Fletch 2, uh, Chevy Chase's character, Fletch, uh, gets uh, inherits his aunt's uh, Belle Isle plantation in Louisiana. And... Uh, so he packs up and goes down there and there's all sorts of nefarious things going on and, and he has all these same old different uh, uh, disguises and all that. But the uh, place that he inherited was Belle Isle. And uh, when I hear Belle Isle, I think of the South, <laughs> um, yeah. not not Detroit, Michigan. And so, so Belle Isle, uh, one, do you know how it got its name? And two... It talks about uh, how they stored nuclear missiles. Yeah. I want to know more about that. Yes. That's, that's super. <laughs> oh, it, well, the best part about Belle Isle is it is like the most glorious thing that a city can possess. It was a privately owned island for a long time. And I think it got its name, if I remember right, from the guy who owns it, Daughter. So oh, okay. he names it after his kid, Belle. I thought you were going to say yeah. from Fletch, too. I was like, oh. sweet. <laughs> yeah. So it sort of has a, yeah. a, a kind of like a small t- small uh, plantation feel maybe okay. back then. Yeah. Uh, but the city gets possession of it, and it becomes sort of like this this playground for the city. They put all these great things out there. Like there's a zoo, and there's a uh, aquarium. There's a conservancy where they have like the biggest uh, collection of orchids in maybe even like the nation at one point. Hmm. So it's just this great getaway because Detroit is all, uh, you know, car companies, plants, uh, chemical plants, you name it, whatever you got to do to make a car we, we produced. And so it's kind of dirty and it's smoky. And so everybody, when it got hot, would go to Belle Isle. So it's this little on the water in the Detroit River right across from Canada. It's gorgeous. Okay, but so it's in a during river. The, the Cold War, that's where they were going to store, if they needed to have a defense for Detroit, they were going to put the missiles there on the island. And then the observance towers are in the city so that they could kind of keep an eye on if anybody were going to attack us. Because we're producing... All the, you know, airplanes in Ypsilanti, oh, Michigan, wow. and all the mm. different kind of things for the Arsenal democracy, uh, tanks, you name it, are all coming <laughs> out of Detroit. So we needed our little protection. That is awesome. Wow. That is awesome. I was going to say, when you, you said an island, that it was actually an island, I was going to that was my next question. Where is the island at? So it's on the river. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just outside of the city, like off its coast almost. And it is one of the most beautiful places in Detroit by far because it's half developed and half undeveloped. So you've got open woods, 
but then it's all, you know, fishing around the area. There's like a little pond for kids to sail sailboats on. There's a golfing. I mean, it's ridiculous to have something that beautiful wow. uh, right within a couple miles of the border of the city. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, I can't believe we kept nuclear missiles there, though. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. I, well, there's a lot I think of. It was just a holding places. site, but yeah. it would have been a great place to launch from. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, geez. That's awesome. Well, wow. Well, so then so then um the things you learn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um so that that's only a few of the things that you talk about in your book. What what's your what was your favorite? Yeah. Uh your favorite one that you you did that you found like okay, this is definitely going in the book and it's your favorite. What's your baby? Oh, so there's 90 places in the book, and I tried to make them all either publicly accessible or very low cost to go in. Awesome. So they're ones Love that you it. can either like drive by or you can go to a pop-up dinner there. Um, so some of my favorite are the outdoor art parks because Detroit is masters of DIY and repurposing. Yeah. So you both have a place called Lincoln Street Art Park. That is the recycling center for the city. And it's an old, if I remember right, Lincoln automotive plant. Oh, so the guy had the big facility to put all the recycling and all his equipment in. But then there's this vacant lot next door. And he turned it into an art park where people just would bring in stuff they made. And they drop it off. And then the next day they'd all have like a, a new artwork to see. So it's everything from like this giant dinosaur made out of recycled parts and then uh, murals on the walls. They built a stage. They've got a fire pit. They've got now a classroom on site where they teach kids about recycling inside this old storage container. It's multidimensional and it is one of the coolest spots in the city. There's even like a sign someone painted on the nearby overpass that says danger reality ahead. <laughs> you know, so it's like the ultimate repurposing of all this stuff. And it really supports what they are, which is a recycler. Um, One of my other favorites is this new development that's um, just north of the city and it's called True North. And they took Quonset huts, like, you know, those half domes that you would see to store like World War II um, equipment and stuff like that. The guy took the Quonset huts and he built them into like a little town. So there's 10 of them. Oh, wow. And now he's developing restaurants and art uh, studios all around the Quonset huts. So it's going to be like a city within the city. And that is super cool. <laughs> that is super cool. The, um, and then my, my other new favorite, which is an old favorite, they reopened it, is we have a Schwitz. We have a bathhouse. Oh, like really? You go, you go sit in the sauna together. Wow. And those same gangsters that I mentioned, the, the 1930s purple gang, they used to hang out there. Of course. And then the place turned into a swingers club in, <laughs> in the 70s and the 80s. So it got like real seedy. You had Cameron's ears so on now, that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, three, three owners have purchased it and they're bringing it back to kind of uh, a sensible, more like uh, family friendly location. But you can go do an old fashioned Jewish like hot sauna and then dip in the cold pool and then drink some drinks together it's just a cool happening spot you know you see that in the movies all the time right uh, in fact uh i was gonna say that seems like the perfect movie scene yeah like this yeah bathhouse and, and, there, and it's like man <laughs> i want to see one of those and uh this is i mean this is the, all uh good evidence for this detroit show that we want yeah exactly right you know <laughs> cold open 1932 yes exactly they <laughs> don't have the, the backdrop to do it yeah sure. Yeah, no. Um, well, so uh, I know you. Your uh, it was was the Ford Wyoming drive-in. Was that your first book, or which one was your first book? 
That the was Ford Wyoming. Yep. Okay. So, um, to, uh, June six, which is a couple days ago, mm-hmm. uh, is the uh, National Drive-In uh, Day. So, oh, like drive-in theaters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Drive-in theaters. So you talk about drive-ins in the, uh, that book. Is there any drive-ins that made the cut? Because I, not not a lot of people like it's kind of a cult thing to go to drive-ins. In fact, right. I was talking to Cam the other day about one I found. It's like an hour drive from our house out in the middle of nowhere. Um, are there any drive-ins still in Detroit? Not in Detroit proper. They used to okay. have some, mm-hmm. but what happened over the years is the property that they were on, there was like almost like mall size pieces of property. Cause you had to have all the room for the cars became so valuable that a lot of the drive-in mm-hmm. theaters sold them off. So like the guy who owns the Ford Wyoming owned a property that Ford Motor Company wanted. And so he was able to basically retire off of the money for what he sold it for. Wow. <laughs> but luckily, Michigan, which used to have about 130 drive-ins, still has about eight remaining. Okay. And the Ford Wyoming is the one that's the closest to Detroit. It's right at the border of Detroit, and it's in Dearborn. Okay. But it is fantastic. It is a 1951 drive-in. That and it's awesome. got five screens. It used to have nine. So it used to be the world's biggest. And I always joke, like, for a place that is cold probably nine months of the year, to be quite honest, that we have this obsession with sitting in our cars that we'll we'll go sit at a car in the middle of winter and watch a movie. Right. Uh, Because the Ford Wyoming is open all year long. That's what I was going to say. so cool. That's what I was going to say. It's open all year long. It's so strange that you find more drive-ins the more north you go. Like, there's a bunch in New York, too, that I know about. And, like, I would think, like, where we are or even more south would be, like, a better place for a year-round like, yeah arizona theater. would probably be great for a year-round right well maybe not i guess the idea is that have you your could... car on with the ac on during the summer but <laughs> <laughs> like i guess the idea is that you could bundle up pretty well like well if you're outside but you can't like the, cool well, off they have in-car heaters yeah they, yeah, they, yeah. The, and that's, this is the thing right. she uses one of my favorite words oh i, I even used this the other day with you yesterday actually uh in the in the title of her ford wyoming drive-in book uh cars candy and canoodling canoodling, <laughs> canoodling. is one of my favorite words um it is old school makeout i yes, love that exactly so that's how they stayed warm in case you were like canoodling you're trying, you're trying to figure that out that's where, <laughs> yes, that's where that came from. so um but yeah so why Ford Wyoming? I mean, when I heard Wyoming, I was close to Wyoming. So I like, oh, this is a Ford theater in Wyoming. It's not oh, in Detroit. That, I wish it was more exciting, like they named it after somebody. <laughs> but in a way, they kind of just took a look around like, okay, where are we located? So they're at the corners of Ford and Wyoming, like streets. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's no connection, yeah. unfortunately, like the Ford Motor Company or something cool like that. But That's partly what kept them going over the years is there used to be a factory, a Chrysler factory right next door to the drive-in. Oh, really? So those third shift guys would all come off the the shift. They would grab a beer and a pizza and they'd watch movies at like, you know, 4 a.m. So this place was hopping all all day long. It was the coolest spot in town. And you said, did you say there was nine screens? There used to be nine screens. That is insane to me. So there's one in Florida that has 13 screens. So it's the biggest now. But the Ford Wyoming is now down to five because the guy that was leasing them the property for the additional four screens was like, yank. And, and oh, he took man. it back, but 
five man. screens is still pretty good. You got double feature, you know, seven nights a week in the summer. Yeah, I've only <laughs> seen um, a drive-in theater with one screen, so that that would be having yeah. one screen. And drive-ins are like notorious for the double feature thing, which yeah. I think more theaters should do. Just so, in general, I yeah. love double features. Yeah, well, and we were uh, I, the one. I'm looking to take my kids here in a bit to this one that's a little bit away from us, and they had a, a, a triple feature. Uh, that's a commitment. Going on. So is that like back to back to back or is it they have three screens with different it's back to back to back? No, right? it would be back to back to back. Yeah. So you better be prepared yeah. to like yeah. have a big cup of coffee next year because we tried the other day with my kids. Yeah. And the same thing happened. Like you get through the first movie and then it's midnight and you're all about to pass out. Yeah. So if you can if you got the stamina, the double feature is a brilliant thing. Yeah. Well, and it was it was uh, like it started at 845 and it was an interesting triple feature. It had two Marvel movies oh uh, and and sandwiched in between them was um oh the amy schumer movie that is a chick flick oh. i feel pretty yeah oh uh, that's of a thing yeah <laughs> and, yeah exactly and i'm like okay so that must be like an intermission for most people yeah, right. <laughs> everybody <laughs> goes get your food. i don't think most of the people <laughs> yeah. are going to go watch uh you know the avengers uh and what well, Black well, Panther? Yeah. No, I can't go from Black Widow to Amy Schumer. I no, can't. No, I can't. exactly. And and that's and that's the thing. Like I, I just it's got to be right. like okay, take your nap now so you <laughs> yes. can see you know Black Panther at uh, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> my uh, my first double feature. I must have been like nine uh, in New York, and it was. I can't remember the first movie. It was a totally appropriate movie for me. It was like some kids' movie, and then like the other movie, which happened at like. 12 or 1 a.m. it was the war of the worlds movie uh oh. that came out and that scene where the the dad goes into the room and like beats up that uh or i guess he kills that guy yeah now i'm thinking about it <laughs> uh, he, he kills that guy uh and like all the aliens and stuff and people are blown up and the whole idea was like oh we'll go watch the kids movie and then all the kids will fall asleep because it'll be really late and then we'll watch the adult movie i didn't fall asleep and <laughs> i didn't fall asleep ever again <laughs> that movie was terrifying so i think these drive-in theaters need to be more careful with these with, back to back yeah, right i think that, that i don't think anybody's planning these out and i really think somebody oh, should no. be i think drive-in movies scarred more kids than they probably helped for that exact reason you Absolutely. wake up in the middle of some traumatic yeah. scenes, you know? <laughs> of course laugh there's one driving in michigan where the screen faces the road so Ooh. people just driving by can oh, see what's no. being shown oh, and man. it kills me because there was a period when drive-ins also were struggling so they kind of turned to the more adult adult films oh, show. and i'm thinking to myself <laughs> this was good for no one this should not have been allowed to happen I, who, who designed be, this poor thing but there are a lot of accidents i feel like that i mean yeah, distracted drivers yeah, I imagine thank god they didn't have the sound on all the time <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious i mean like uh some cities are even saying that you can't have those like um led screens that change really quickly yeah because that's too distracting to drivers i can't imagine having a whole movie playing like on a big screen as you're passing by like <laughs> <laughs> well see if i owned a drive-in theater I, when i think of drive-in theaters i think of iconic 50s like 50s i think that if i could choose a decade that i was born in or not born in sorry that i was like a teenager yeah 18 20 right around in there I think the fifties would be it. Of course, I'm saying that, and somebody like grew up in the fifties, like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, uh, I think iconic, and right. If I owned one, I think I would probably just do retro movies. Uh, oh yeah, you know, uh, nothing, nothing newer than uh, uh, you know, 
10 years old you know, 10 mm. years old so and i uh, say i say you just get a bunch of retro cars and park them in there exactly you know? and then you bring your car and then actually go sit in like a retro car yeah yeah exactly but I, I think uh like watching sandlot um, yeah that would be right cool. now for people in a drive-in theater would just be mind-blowing right um and or i'd be there's Fletch, a group that Fletch are too. actually doing a car already provided drive-in movie experience <laughs> i think it's called august moon if i remember right so oh, check really? that out yeah for there sure. you smartest go. drive-ins are doing like retro nights and yeah. things like that to make it more fun like they, purple rain right after prince passed away or you know a kid back to back like the sandlot's meant to be seen on a big screen oh yeah you know? yeah well we Absolutely. had we had a treehouse back home so we always would watch it in the treehouse <laughs> outside feel was like yeah you know the thing to do for it but that's right. that's what i would do is i would definitely at least have retro nights see and right now it would be like sandlot and then the quiet place <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'll skip those i'm not a oh man my mom loved alfred hitchcock and and so i they had the old uh tv show alfred hitchcock presents and i was probably four oh no hanging out with my mom and right, yeah, right, right, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so I blame that on my fear of just scary movies. Yeah. Halloween's my least favorite holiday. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those movies like destroyed entire generations of people doing I, things. <laughs> like people couldn't take showers after a psycho. Couldn't like people couldn't like, yeah, people couldn't go to the beach after Jaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still can't go to the beach. I can go to the beach. I just not get in the water. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, and like there's no like statistics backing it up like oh yeah you should stay away from vending machines not sharks yeah <laughs> <laughs> well so so the next question i have for you is i'm as you can see me uh i like food <laughs> uh and so uh when it comes to detroit uh mm. do you cover any food locations yeah is it all deep dish pizza Oh, no, you got to have the food location. So I've got uh, the Coney dog because okay. we have two Coney dogs next door to each other. Mm. So they pretty much are like sandwiched together. And it becomes a rivalry between are you an American Coney dog f- person or Lafayette? Okay. And uh. it's the same family. They just couldn't <laughs> agree on how to make them. So they opened two restaurants right next door to each other. The, so that's the that's the eternal Detroit battle. That kind of like this dividing line. This that's is awesome. super super embarrassing. But uh, what is a coney dog? Ooh. I know, right? Oh my is it, goodness! Is it, is it wrapped okay. in is it wrapped so, in b- dough? Is that? Oh, it is like the most beautiful thing ever made. So okay. it's a steamed bun with an all beef hot dog. Because in Michigan we have very strict standards on how hot dogs are made, so they are like perfection <laughs> Everybody here. Everybody does for just and the right. it snaps, the skin snaps when you bite into it, so it's like ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> and then they put chili on it with okay. mustard and onions. Okay. It's a little piece of heaven. Okay. This well. is this is your main reason to come to Detroit now. Yeah. Like, there are lots of other reasons, but the Coney experience, we have <laughs> like experience. probably a couple dozen Coney dogs in the area that are each different, so you got to try them all. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, and I've seen, I mean, Sonic, uh, I've seen they have like a Coney dog, but mm. I'm very, I'm very um, particular about my chili that goes, if I'm going to have chili on a hot dog. Uh, and I've only tried it a few times because uh, sometimes they'll put chili and it has beans on in it. No, no, and, this is yeah. in Detroit. It's like a thin, very light meat. Uh, so it's it's like a perfect accompaniment, almost like a sauce like a rather gravy. than a thick chili. It's yeah. just done right. We okay. we know what we're doing in this regard. Yeah, we so make right. good cars and good chili dogs. <laughs> good chili dogs. I, I told right. you beans don't go in chili. 
I, I know. Well, that's I've, not right. I, but I've seen it. I guess why I've thank kind of you. stayed away from it. It's 100% true. <laughs> See? Thank you. Well, Endorsed. Th- there is there is a chili cook-off uh, uh, near my home, uh, near my town where I live in now. Yeah. Uh, and the professionals, it's required. There's, it's only meat, uh, meat and gravy. Uh, and right. So you can't add anything else. Because beans it. is cheating. It's not. I mean, you're just it's, making a stew. Then it's a great filler. <laughs> it's filler. It's filler. Yeah, yeah. it's filler. filler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and so uh, I'm so glad I got endorsed. I know. Right? <laughs> well, the, the funny thing about hot dogs is, uh, it's funny to me that such a simple food has so many. This yeah, is the way it's seriously. Uh, you know, I I I'm a ketchup on my dog guy, and uh, you go to Chicago. And you ask for ketchup, and you don't even. You, you will get beat up. Uh, you'll get mugged. They're the meanest about it. Yes. My husband's family's all from Chicago, so yeah. when we go there, <laughs> if you don't want the celery salt, even they're a little insulted. It, yeah, you have the to, Chicago dog is iconic as well. Yeah, and you have to have it the way that it's supposed to be. So I always like the first time that happened, I literally. They almost took my lunch. Like they almost take it back. So wow. I, 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 Serious. I, I got smart and I said, Hey, uh, do you guys have any ketchup for my fries? So I always ah, uh, make sure I order some fries. So there you that, go. Uh, they're like, yeah. And then I'm like over in the corner doing this, making sure nobody's watching. <laughs> put you some got your on there. prison posture. Yeah. Prison posture. Look at my hot dog. Yeah, so I'm sweating bullets because I feel like I'm doing something illegal, you know, and I try to be there was a, obedient. <laughs> there was a hot dog place that opened up in the town I lived in before this called uh, Farmville. Not even kidding. Totally yes. called Farmville. <laughs> um, and it was about as populated as you think it would be. Um <laughs> And this hot dog place opened up, but they were like the worst hot dog place I've ever seen. They had like no fun things. It wasn't like they weren't like based on toppings or anything like that. It was like just like sizes. And then they also had like a waffle and a stick, which was cool, but not really. uh, If it was a hot dog dipped in waffle on a stick, that would be amazing. That would make sense. Like a kind of like a waffle corn dog thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a totally. No, I totally found it. in. I didn't know what they were going for. And they actually went out of business like eight months after they opened. But right. But it sounds like. Like they that's, needed that's some, how you know there's justice in this world. Yes, right. exactly. Sounds like they needed a Chicago uh, owner and a Detroit owner yeah. and constantly battling it out over the menu. <laughs> well, so going back to the hot dog, the actual dog, I know Chicago kind of leans Vienna, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Hebrew National, I believe, or Vienna. I think it might be Vienna. That uh, sounds right. Yeah, and then... And, and then I believe New York. Uh, yeah, it's is a lot of Hebrew National. Hebrew National or or Nathan's. Nathan's. Yep. What What's Detroit's dog like? What's the what, Where does it come from? So we're we are a city of immigrants, and so the immigrants all came here in like the 1920s to 50s and brought their food traditions. Mm-hmm. And so we have a company, and again, Hamtramck, which is this two mile big city within Detroit's city limits, and it has a company called Kowalski's. And their okay. tagline is Kowalski Kowality. Oh, and they make a awesome. hot dog that will just, again, it will blow your hair back because it's this tight skin on the outside that when you bite into it, it almost has like a, a, a elasticity to it. Mm. And so it snaps when you bite into it. So it is the standard here in, in Michigan and in Detroit in particular is Kowalski. Kowalski. I really hope their mascot is a koala bear. Yeah. <laughs> because like It's just a giant hot dog. They're uh, not even that creative. Uh, so. uh, 
Well, that, that <laughs> most of the one. most of the best hot dogs don't have a lot of like extra stuff on it, so that's I'm okay true. with that. That's true. The, uh, I'm saying that alliteration though. Yeah, <laughs> Kowalski, Kowalski quality koala. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> never mind. I take it back. That would yes, be way too hard to say. You have never been to Detroit if you think koalas could make it here. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> well, like so that's, that's one of the things. Like people are probably you know rolling their eyes right now. Like they're talking about hot dogs, but like. <laughs> If you've not had a Nathan's hot dog or a Hebrew National hot dog or a Vienna hot dog, it's very different. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Kowalski. I actually want to try one, so I'm probably gonna go figure out how I can get one. If you go online to American Coney, which I align with American because mm-hmm. that is my favorite company. Yeah. it's just a fantastic Coney dog. They can send you out a Coney dog kit. Oh, they'll mail it to your house with the chili. The onion that they prefer because they're very specific. You just changed uh, Ren's life. Yeah. I'm my, serious. My <laughs> wife is uh, expecting here in two months, and uh, this is going to be like, give me some brownie points. I'm going to get one coming in the mail. Yeah. It uh, comes all prepped. <laughs> all you got to do is cut the onion, and you're done. You're ready. That is awesome. I will definitely be looking in at that. The, I do want to try like, the, and that's the Kowalski hot dog. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the company they yeah. use. So if you haven't tried one of these like premium hot dogs, like I. I used to be like, okay, it doesn't matter if it's chicken, pork. Uh, then I was like, okay, it has to be beef. And then on top of that, and I, you know, it has to be beef and it has to be, it can't be, ball, no offense, ballpark. But uh, <laughs> it's, it, the, it, the way to go is Nathan's, Vienna, the, these, oh, iconic. They're iconic for a reason and they're delicious. Right. It'll change we're your not, hot dog experience. We're not afraid to uh, throw our hat into any particular ring. That's here true. On that's true. And we'll let so, you know how we're thinking. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's quality to be <laughs> well, met when here. It, when it comes to food, I don't mess around. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. If you think and, you and, don't like hot dogs, it's probably because you've been eating the cheap hot dog and not the the right hot dog. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure our listeners are thinking they got this. Uh, you know, longtime author on, and they spent ten minutes talking about hot dogs. But that is the <laughs> essence of road trips. Yeah, and I mean, where you're going, right what you're food. gonna, yeah, what you're gonna eat. That's why we do the drink of the day. You know, it's you start road trips off with a drink. Exactly. Well, I might, <laughs> I might. Most road trips usually start with a destination, and and from this, my destination may be Detroit. Yeah. Specifically for a Kowalski hot dog because I love hot dogs that much. So and Detroit-style pizza. you got to get our super deep dish. That's like, what I was saying, deep, deep dish pizza. So, so here's the thing. I, I grew up in Boise, Idaho. Uh, we were dominated with by Domino's. Like alliteration. <laughs> alliteration. Dominated by Domino's, Pizza Hut. Wow. Uh, when I was in high school, Papa John's came in, uh, kind of overtook them. And then we have you know our local pizza joints. Uh, shout out to Flying Pie, best pizza in Boise. Uh, they've like four locations around town, oh. uh, delicious. But then there was this other one and all my friends were like, Oh, like every time we, I go to their house, they would get Chicago connection. And I was just like, what's the big deal about Chicago connection? And they were Chicago deep dish. Mm. Here's the problem. I then went to Chicago 20 years later <laughs> and Chicago connection was not Chicago pizza. It, uh, it was basically, it's like, uh, you know, producer here is pulling up. Little Caesars deep dish pizza. Oh yeah, and we have five a, pizza chains in the city, so we I, gave you Domino's. That's our fault. We're yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And we I didn't know that. Caesars and, and Little Caesars. Howies, and they're all based here. <laughs> I so, didn't know that at all. So, that's interesting. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so Little Caesars deep dish is very thick crust and then cheese on top. When but I went no, to Chicago, look into Buddies. Buddies is Detroit. Buddies, pizza. Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Ever look up Buddies? Yeah. Yeah, look up buddies there, EJ. Because that, that, that was one of the things. I when I went to actually went to Chicago, 
Um, I was blown away because I liked the Chicago pizza. Uh, it's, you know, it's like a pie. When you hear a pie, it's that thick of cheese. Yep. And I'm holding up a finger that's about an inch and a half thick <laughs> of cheese. And the crust is like a pie. Um, right. So is Detroit thick crust or is it, is that your deep, is that the style of deep dish pizza from Detroit? Well, it starts with, from Buddies, the pans used to be used in automotive plants. So there's like this thick, heavy iron pan. And then they have a thinner crust, not as thick as like a Chicago style. Okay. And then the layers and then the cheese and the sauce on top. So the sauce lays over top of the cheese. Okay. So it's just extra moist and perfection. So Ooh, Buddy's like Pizza lot. is the gold standard out here. Okay, because that's the thing. I like I like lots of cheese and a little crust. The crust is there to kind of give you a little crunch, you know? I agree. Uh, that's my uh, problem with CC's is it's like it's basically like cheesy bread. That's kind of what you're buying. <laughs> Let's be honest. There's lots more to <laughs> problems with CC's. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's awesome. So yeah, Detroit Detroit style pizza buddies. Um, Man. Oh yeah. What? What were his names? What was the names of the um, hot dog places you said again? The two, the Coney places that were next door to each other. Oh, American and Lafayette. American and Lafayette. Uh, and then there's a place called Dooley's, which is like where Anthony Bourdain would come when he came into town or, you know, all these food people. Oh, yeah. Dooley's is like the dive bar Coney joint. It's just fantastic. Yeah. And you brought up I Anthony know. Bourdain. I know. That's uh, so sad. Sad news this morning. Did you hear about it? Yeah, I'm heartbroken. He was oh, a big yeah. Detroit guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bummer there. Yeah. Um, he did a lot for the travel industry, especially yeah, uh, food, food base, which, you know, that's me right there. I love food. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Very sad news. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you got your pizza, you got your dogs. Uh, yeah. What's, what's the third staple of Detroit? Well, I got to throw out the potato chip because we have our <laughs> own chip maker, which most cities can't claim anymore. Because even yeah. like a Chicago, that's not even owned by them anymore. Yeah. Where we have a Detroit based chip maker <laughs> and it really is like the best chip ever. Okay. Ever. Because wow. you can buy them after they've been made from the store where they've been produced like an hour or two after they were made. Ooh, so it's fresh. like, it's like, it's like a Krispy Kreme eat it fresh right after it's been on the line experience. That is when so you, you know, gotta have your better made chips. Yeah. That's when you know you're a, a quality Mexican restaurant is when your chips are hot because they just got done pressing them. Oh uh, yeah. Potato chips. I've never had a warm potato chip. I bet it is fantastic. So it will change your life. Okay. <laughs> I promise. So when you say they have their own chip maker, is there a brand to it or like how does that work? Yeah, it is it's they were founded in 1931 in Detroit and then they moved to a, one of our biggest streets called Gratiot and they've okay. been there since about 1949. And that's better made chips. Same factory and and you can press your face up against the window and watch the chips be made because <laughs> the factory line is like right in front of their windows. Wow. And then they got a little out a little storefront and you can buy the chips just as they came off the line. It's simply amazing. And that's better made chips. Yeah, okay. better made because that was like their bragging right yeah. in their name because mm. they were better made than anybody else at the time. Okay, so what flavors do they offer? Because it's oh, uh, yeah. flavor, uh, flavors, you know, original potato chips, okay. flavors at the moment. 46, 46 flavors. Wow. Yeah. I think they have like six barbecue flavors. Oh, there you go. That's right up my alley. Yeah. And then my favorite is the garlic dill pickle. Oh, my goodness. Oh. You cannot go wrong. <laughs> do they ship? They do ship. Okay, good. They do. Uh, <laughs> I know the lady that does it. She does an excellent job. I, salt and vinegar chips are like one of my favorite Me chips. Me too. Oh, yes. 
And okay, uh, good. good. They, We're all in agreement they, on yes, that because yes. otherwise we'd have to end the show right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and they start coming out with these dill pickle ones, and it, it's kind of sometimes you get kind of hit or miss with the dill pickle chips. Uh, Uts is big around here. Yes, uh, they're a great company. That's another yeah. locally owned. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're planning to go make a trip to their factory. Um, That's a good tour, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So the kids love chips, and uh, so we're we're Who it's not too far from us. It's uh, perfect. It's the perfect snack. Exactly, it is. They they have one that's a fried dill pickle chip, Whew. and it was one of the, I my friend got them uh, this couple weeks ago, and he's like, hey, I try it out, and it's it's a ruffle potato chip, and I took it and I bite and I was like, uh, it's okay, it's not it's not my favorite. Uh, but then we down the bag, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because the dill pickle was still really good. Uh, right, it's the fried. It definitely had the fried aftertaste. <laughs> we do fried pickles now. Now, how do we feel about uh, like dips? Like you know, French onion. What do we? What do we think? When it comes there? to potato chips, I'm naked. Uh, no, no naked. Dip. Purist. Yep, naked. Yep. No, no, no. Dip. Oh wow. Okay. Tortilla. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, I mean, pineapple yeah. or peach salsa. Is my dip of choice, but uh, potato chips, uh, Freebird, yeah, Freebird, wow, yeah, just, Stone uh, Commando on, yeah, the, on yeah, the chips so. one. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Because I was gonna say with Ruffles, I think Ruffles are better for dipping. Whereas, yes. oh, I'm sure like that's why they give ones. you the, those ridges are supposed to hold the dip. Yeah, yeah. definitely way better. Yeah, designed I, as as you know used. I like the riff, <laughs> the the Ruffles because it gives you a little bit of different. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Texture. Texture. Yeah. yeah. But I was still like I've I've gone like oh maybe this dip will work and I've dipped and I've regretted it every time. So. <laughs> I, I got to give a shout out to one other Michigan brand. It's called Great Lakes Potato Chips. Great Lakes. And they're Potatoes. a half kettle, half you know, kind of plain chips. Yeah. They just got a little more crunch and they keep the skin on. Ooh. So it's just a totally different chipping experience. So if you're into trying different varieties, you had me at keeping the lakes. skin on. Yeah. Uh, that's how I make my uh, mashed potatoes and everybody's like, "Why do you leave the skin on?" I'm like, "Cuz it adds flavor." Yep. Um and uh, uh Wendy started doing leaving the skin on for their fries. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going back to Wendy's now because <laughs> it's all about keeping those skins on." Yeah, I'm uh, very interested in all that. All sorts of nutrients in those skins too. So. That's true. You do lose yeah. a lot if you don't include that skin. Exactly. So, um, and that was uh looks like EJ's got that down. Uh Great Lakes potato chips cuz I'm all about keeping yeah. the skin on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh if if you're looking for uh, you know, what your next book should be, I highly recommend it being on food. <laughs> yeah. Especially from Detroit. You know your stuff. Yes, for sure. <laughs> we for are. Sure. We're old school foodies here, I think, because everybody again, grandma, cooked so well that we have to love it. But I will admit my next book I'm working on is about a chef. So uh, that's awesome. I knew I it. can't get away from the food. That is very cool. Very cool. I could just I mean the way you're talking about it, it's like I could tell this is like you have arguments with your neighbors every night about this. Like yeah. <laughs> I can just tell this is a part of your life. Yeah. Well, okay. So then we, we, you said there's 90 different things that you cover in the book. Mm-hmm. We've done a handful of them. <laughs> Mostly uh, food. Yeah. So <laughs> if I was coming to Detroit uh, and I made, maybe don't have all the time in the world, I have to go get, yeah. I can only choose five things to do. What is Karen's five things to do in Detroit? If you're there. Okay, I think you got to go to the DIA, our Detroit Institute of Arts. Okay. I know it's kind of a, a an easy one. I hate to do tourist spots, but it really is a world-class museum. Mm-hmm. So that would be a definite. 
And then I want you to go see, okay, we got to see one of our architectural gems because we have like some of the best skyscrapers ever. So there's one called the Guardian that's an art deco skyscraper and it'll just blow your mind. I mean, the mosaics and the money that were poured into this, like (laughs) there's another building called the Fisher (laughs) building that is like $25 million decor budget uses 40 different kinds of marble. I mean, it's just outstanding. Is the Fisher um, so building the same? You got to check that out. Is the Fisher building the same from the Fisher mansion? Yeah. They okay. the Fisher brothers. There were seven brothers that were auto suppliers to the big companies. Was there seven and brides? And they made their millions and they spent their millions. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, Was there seven brides for those seven brothers? There should be, but there okay. wasn't enough dancing. Okay. Okay. Not okay. nearly gotcha. enough dancing. <laughs> um, the other I think place, I'm too, funny. you'd have to go to Jack White's Third Man Records. Okay. And that oh, area, yeah. it's called Midtown now. It used to be known as the Cass Corridor. It used to be like this this like hardcore, not sleazy, but kind of sleazy area of Detroit. <laughs> but now it's been reinvested 100%. And Jack White of the White Stripes opened up a record plant there. Awesome. So you can see vinyl being pressed uh, oh, right in front of your cool. face, which I love. That's um, super cool. And then you have to go to Belle Isle because there's like five things to see on Belle Isle in the book because it's simply gorgeous. But we've got like a marble um, lighthouse and the oldest oh, really? aquarium in the state. So that's kind of awesome. And then one other one to throw out there is Fort Wayne. We've got an 1800s fort that was never used for war, but it's like this crazy, cool, old facility and they do reenactments. So like this oh, weekend cool. is a big Civil War reenactment. Mm, and it's right cool. on the water. And it's, it's got right a uh, Native American Camzali. burial ground. It's got a Tuskegee Airmen Museum. Um, all in the same spot. It's yeah. crazy. No, that's all. So those are all my cool spots. So 1800, like how, like uh, late 1800s or early 1800s? Early 1800s. Okay. I'll see if I can find it while we're talking. Yeah, because... Uh, I'm taking uh, we got grandma in town this weekend uh, this week so we're taking her back to the airport uh, this weekend and we're taking the kids out to uh, Fort McHenry uh, where of course uh, 18 war of 1812 uh, took place uh, and uh, the Star Spangled Banner was written uh, and and so we're excited to go see that I I saw it once before and that was amazing because everything I guess we've really grown because everybody was like five foot seven back then. <laughs> uh, but I, is Fort Wayne pretty similar to that? Very small. Like I, it was smaller oh, than it, I, I thought it would it's, be. It's uh, ours is 1840. So you got to speak okay. there, but it's pretty sprawling. There's like a main area and then all the quarters around it. So they had all these houses for training purposes and all the generals lived in. So it's, it's a sizable place that was awesome. and it's right near Del Rey. So if you were like into kind of these like little ethnic enclaves, you could go to Fort Wayne and then you can cruise around and see all these different neighborhoods in Detroit. Hmm. That's awesome. What is, do you know what the population for Detroit is these days? It's around 700,000. It's just under 700,000, but at its peak, it was 2 million. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's really shifted. We had a lot of challenges for a Hmm. few decades. Yeah. I was going to say that's smaller, still smaller than I thought it would be. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. About 139 square miles as a city. So it's humongous. You can fit like three other cities inside of Detroit. That is really big. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think LA just recently hit like 20 million. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, that's like huge. Well, that's why I figured so many people would be, you know, Chicago, they'd be, you know, maybe a little closer yeah some really like more interested in going now that yeah. i know the population yeah actually that low. is true that, that, <laughs> it's a, a smaller actually is kind of 
intriguing to me. Oh, so well, that's, that's oh, why it's so LA much land. Like they did all these land sweeps at the beginning of the 20th century and they took in all these other cities or villages. They weren't yeah. cities yet. But now with all that vacant land, this is where we're actually making our bones and we're putting in these big urban gardens and orchards. And it's really a different kind of redevelopment. Like people are putting in parks where there weren't ones. And so your farms are in, in more the middle of, of town. Public, you know, more of a people friendly city. Hmm. The, the, so the farms are more in the middle of town. Oh, they're everywhere. That's they're awesome. everywhere. There's hundreds of them now because That's... back in the day, one of our mayors made it. Um, kind of a, a law that if there was a vacant lot, you could plant a garden there. Yeah. Because he was trying to help people be able to feed their families and survive different economic downturns. So yeah. now we have wholesale gardens um, right next to big developments, and it's really gorgeous. Wow, that's cool. awesome. And, and you're saying LA was 20, it's yeah. actually 3.9. Yeah, apparently million. I was totally off. Uh, I don't know where I got that from. So next time you accuse me of making up numbers, you know, I, I never <laughs> accused you of that. I'm just kidding. I totally go. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm on your back on that stuff well, all the time. It, 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 LA is 3.9 million. <laughs> it's our producer. She's the yeah. one who's mean about the numbers. I know, right? <laughs> that is true. No, 3.9 million. Uh, is LA? I wonder if like LA County is. Yeah, that's what I think I'm thinking of. It's, it's not like the city, but like the surrounding areas. Yeah, when you get to California, it's sprawling and everything's connected. Yeah. So if you have your hub of LA, uh, which kind of realistically goes into San Diego, and then you have yeah San Francisco and its whole deal, but um, yeah, ten point seventeen million. That's a little closer. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. That's big. within range. Yeah, I would say. Uh, so <laughs> I just doubled it. Whatever. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> This has been really interesting because yeah. uh, as far as Detroit goes, uh, I know the Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I, that's, I, that's what I know of Detroit. Uh, yeah. And 8 Mile. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, lots of Eminem uh, it, it, related landmarks if it, you'd like to see some of them. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. That's, so that's what I've known of Eminem. Detroit. So I... Uh, yeah, I, I am actually and kind I, of excited to go. Check I grew it out. up. Uh, I grew up on Lake Erie, but that's okay, kind of my nice. only connection to Detroit. You know, is the Great Lakes. <laughs> I, so but we I think, really have become a tourist destination in some ways because they're trying to get that revival going, oh, yeah. and it's it's definitely a place to see. If you're nearby, it's worth the trip. Absolutely, I think I uh, I always encourage people to check out the Great Lakes because you don't oh, really yes. like have a concept of how big they are like on a map you're like oh yeah you know pretty big and then you like are looking across and you, you can't see the other side and <laughs> yeah. you're like this is a lake right <laughs> there i mean it's an insane amount of water yeah no it's that that's the thing about the uh we you know going to chicago you're right there on lake michigan and it looks like the ocean. I mean, let's be honest. Right, right. And yeah. and you feel like Sarah Palin when you're like, oh, I can see Canada yeah, from right. here, you know, but you really can. You mean Russia? <laughs> right, yeah, 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 the idea. Yeah. <laughs> she can see Canada from Alaska. Yeah, she totally yeah. could. Well, I don't know. She definitely can't see Russia Depends and Canada. She, yeah, exactly. True, true. <laughs> Alaska's really big. Yeah, I know for sure. But uh, so when you, uh, being from Detroit, uh, and you were, you're native, right? You're born and, born and bred. Well, I'm born in Bad Axe, Michigan, in the thumb of the state. Okay. But all of us, there is no landmark outside of the area if you are from southeast Michigan to say other than Detroit. So I will take on Detroit as my hometown, but I'm not from proper. And out here, that's very important to point out. Everybody's pretty uh, geographically wow. Well, where did you say you were from? 
Badaxe. Okay. That's the coolest sounding name that's, I've ever yeah, heard for that a is, town. That is, Badaxe is the badaxest name I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, of. that is. It is literally named after an axe, I'm embarrassed it, to say. They, well, they, 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 an axe had broken, and they're like, that is a bad axe, and that's how it got its name. The, well, the wow. other landmark I know, I've actually been to Battle Creek, Michigan. When I was oh, it's 18. your real city. Yeah. And uh, uh, when I was 18 months old, my family uh, did a big summer trip from Boise, Idaho to Augusta, Maine to visit an uncle that was living out there. And we stopped That's a road at trip. Battle Creek, Michigan. We stopped at the uh, Kellogg's factory. And everybody, we had family of 10. So we got 10 boxes yeah. of uh, Frosted, Frosted Flakes. flakes. For everybody. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, that's how my mom did her shopping for us yeah. eight kids. And he's basically he's basically the Fisher family. Yeah, you see that exactly. Detroit humor we got going on here right? now? Yeah, there we now go. we can mix in Detroit circle. stuff. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but how far is Battle Creek from Detroit? I don't even know. Like, Probably about know. two hours, two and a half hours. Okay. Not okay. bad. Very cool. And um, what's the population of Bad Axe? Because that is seriously yeah. a really cool name. I want to like... I Oh, I'm gonna be way off. Probably about six thousand people, if that. Oh, it, oh it no, is no. the county seat. I'll have oh, you know. Two thousand nine hundred eighty. Yeah. Woo! Yes. That was not. That is not as far off. <laughs> no, as No, you million. just doubled it, like I did. Yeah. <laughs> we just double populations yeah, here. Yeah, I guess exactly. There you go. <laughs> it's a show thing. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Right. No, right. That's awesome. Well, so I know we were talking about Detroit. What's What's Bad Axe? What do they have besides their name? Is there anything special about Bad Axe? Because Bad Axe is definitely down my uh, my pipeline of places I would visit if I'm yeah. going through. I, I highly recommend uh, when you guys are about to have your kid that you just take a trip up there so that he was born in, in Bad, Bad Axe. Axe. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would be a claim to fame that yes. no other kid could rival since yeah. that is my brothers and sisters and I's claim to fame. Yeah. Um, right. Bad Axe itself is kind of a quiet little town, uh, but what I do recommend is that go a little bit further north and go to Lake Huron. Because there's so many little towns on that lake okay. there, because that that's where the thumb hits, and it is gorgeous. Okay. The, my parents live in a city called Port Austin, okay. and the kayaking and some of the outdoor sports there are outrageous. Now, is there is there a rivalry between the thumb and the other part? Is there like a no? We're the mainland. The thumb and the hand. Yeah, the thumb and the. <laughs> is that what it is? It's, it's yeah. Michigan's, yeah. Hold up your Michigan map. That's yeah. right. Right. Um, no, it's more upper lower peninsula. <laughs> right. That's is that the rivalry? Oh, okay. It's almost yeah, like yeah. state U of M. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned yeah. earlier you got yes. the Wolverines versus the Spartans. It's upper peninsula so, versus lower. So what are you? I see. Oh, I'm go blue. I'm okay. Wolverine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. That's, that's good deal. I figured. I mean, whenever I look at a um, like a map of Michigan, I'm like, oh man, they just it's destined that the two are going to fight. You yeah, know, by, <laughs> just by separating them by a body of water. Yeah. <laughs> well, make sure I get my Boise State football taken. Uh, Eighty six days left till the football season starts. But uh, they, not that anybody's counting. They, yeah, they went up to Lansing and played Michigan State a couple years back, uh, and Michigan State's coming back, I believe, next year. Uh, to Boise to play, so uh, hopefully a it's a different That'll result. Be a good game. Yeah, so, but uh, I still am waiting for them to get Michigan on the on the schedule. Uh, I got a couple of Michigan football friends. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. If they were playing Boise State, though, I'd be wearing blue and orange. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, getting into a bigger theme, like, so you are all things Detroit and Michigan. What are places you've gone to visit outside of True. your home state? 
Yeah. Oh, well, my favorite, I got to say, is like Savannah, Georgia. Okay. That's I've heard one. Good I'm a big book person, and yeah. I loved going to Savannah because I loved Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. <laughs> that came out probably about what, 20 years ago now. Okay. And that is an amazing book. And to like walk around the city that it's set in and see all the same people and places. And then I hugely love San Francisco. I think that's one of the most beautiful cities mm. I've ever seen in real life, kind of a thing. It, like, and New York City. I've been there a couple times for work. I had to interview Martha Stewart once when I used to cover Kmart nice. back in the day. What? And so I got to walk around New York and see all her facilities, and that was crazy cool. So I love traveling, and if I can get out and get out of town, I will in a heartbeat. That is awesome. That is awesome. That's what wow. we're all about, travel. Yeah. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say Martha Stewart. <laughs> uh, I, I like Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> she loves travel. Come on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She's definitely she a huge traveler. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny, though. Yeah. I thought I was going to say Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, did you ever see that uh, her and Snoop Dogg had a show for... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm uh, a huge fan of Snoop Dogg and other people. Oh, like, yeah. He's such an interesting like like aura around him that like anybody else is just such a strange interaction with it, him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody like, knows how to like talk to him. What's going to happen here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, have you ever made it out to Idaho? I have not. I'm okay. ashamed to say. It's okay. okay. Me neither. Well, you're not going to have big. Uh, I mean, Boise's a beautiful city. That's where I was born and raised. Uh, and uh, it's getting overpopulated. Everybody's moving there. So I wouldn't say like move there, but go visit. Um, and then, sure. <laughs> but, uh, if you like the outdoors, I would highly recommend Redfish Lake. Uh, it's, it, you take your kids there, uh, it'll change their lives, especially if you have the Sunday brunch at the Redfish Lake Lodge and their candied bacon. Uh, oh, come on right there. Yes. It is mind blowing. So <laughs> uh, that would be my recommendation. For right. You. So. We can't, we can't have any guests on the show without giving at least some, uh, I, food recommendations back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. especially when it comes to bacon Idaho, references so. all day. Yes, right. Yes. No, um, <laughs> I actually was talking to a couple guys last night and met my first person that I've ever met in my life that does not like bacon. Like, can't eat bacon. Now, I got my vegetarian friend here. Cameron. Oh yes, yes. I'm vegetarian. So I understand that, but he just like he eats meat. He just like, yeah, he goes, I tried eating bacon again, like a couple like months ago and I threw it up. Like I couldn't do wow. it. Wow. Like, what? Now, I mean, That's I've been right. a vegetarian for, <laughs> uh, coming on eight years now yeah. and I can still fully admit that bacon was huge, when, yeah, right. huge in my life before I was a vegetarian. <laughs> and it's definitely one of those, like, you know, if, if, uh, you know, I found out I was going to die tomorrow, it would definitely be one of those foods that I go for. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. For sure. <laughs> No, you have to work your tolerance back up for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. No, that's awesome. Well, Karen, uh, yeah, this has been a blast. Very uh, good. I, I definitely think uh, <clears throat> your next book, uh, we'll have to get you back on again. Yeah, um, and talk absolutely. About it. Um, I have a new revitalized, uh, I don't know if that's the right word, 
I want to go to Detroit now. I yeah. didn't know I, I didn't know I wanted to, but now yeah, I do. Yeah, me neither. Um, and, and that's uh, I mean that's what the show's all about. Yeah, and I'll probably go <laughs> be going for chips, hot dogs, and pizza. So yes. <laughs> it's a blast in the summer too because it's right on the water, so okay. you can't lose. There you go. There you go. So uh, <laughs> we'll definitely and and if we're in town, we'll make sure we'll let you know that we'll be there. Yeah, so you can be our tour guide. Yes. That's right. I'll do a personal tour. We'll yeah. sit all. We'll hit all the spots. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, so, that would be the best guide, right? Ever. I mean, <laughs> wrote a book yeah, yeah. So, about Detroit and the secrets of Detroit. Yeah. So, no, that's and far awesome. beyond that. I mean, you could just tell she's a huge local. I yes. Mean, yes. She, you were you were the kind of person that I want to be writing reviews online. Well, what's you know? funny, well that's the thing that's funny is she's a true local. It's not uh, one of those local yeah, experts local expert. Yeah. Actually, just. <laughs> probably never got out of behind their computer so right yeah that's more common than you know too. Yeah, so that's why we snap up these assignments when they're available i'm like someone's got to get out there exactly exactly so thank you very you know, much for yes. for fighting the good fight yes thank you so much for coming thank on you. yes and uh we're, we're excited to keep in touch yeah so absolutely uh, thank you again for the opportunity no problem Anytime. oh and before we go just uh your uh we got oh, your yeah. shout outs here real quick for your instagram um or sorry, uh, for your Instagram, yeah, yeah. it's Karen Dibus, uh, at Karen Dibus, and your Twitter, uh, at Karen Dibus. Um, and uh, yeah, hit yeah, her anything up if else? You have any questions about Detroit? Or is, is there anything else you want to shout out? No, just uh, if you like the books, rate them. If you yeah. don't like them, pass them on. And I uh, appreciate everybody checking in and liking them and go Detroit. And you have a yeah. website, right? Karen Dibus. Dot com? Yep. Is that right? Yep. Cool. Just in case nice. anybody had any questions or if they wanted to tweet at me or do whatever, I can answer any questions about the city or point in the direction of someone who knows more than me. Awesome. So cool. Very cool. That's awesome. We appreciate it again and uh, we will talk to you soon again shortly. Yeah. Sounds great. Right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. That was a great interview. Yeah, that was an Karen. awesome interview. Um, Karen is great. Yeah. I, I that was a lot of fun. Enjoyed that a lot. I was looking forward to it. Our first author. I know. Uh, I know. On the show. We feel like legit um, now. Yeah. Too <laughs> legit to quit. So we're going to keep going. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Keep going. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, definitely check her out. Uh, check out her books. I'm going to definitely be uh, starting down her list. Yeah. Sounds like uh, they're on the shorter side. The true novels true yeah because um, she uh she started off as a um reporter yeah so, and so I, I imagine those are my style of books yeah and uh so i'm excited to check those out um but yeah so we can't uh, get going too further without yeah. talking about we have podcast solicity. business yeah oh oh yeah solicity. let's do that too yeah absolutely so solicity, solicity uh is yeah the episode the sponsor of episode 16 uh, solicity.com yeah uh, 12 points of monitoring website monitoring yeah and basically all you ever need for such uh such a need yeah <laughs> and you know it's built for small business mm-hmm. um you know you're a, a doctor's office with a team of 10 individuals right uh, and they're usually i mean dentist office usually most of your employees are for uh actually cleaning teeth right uh, you don't have an it guy yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there's not IT. It's usually like, you know, some a friend's son who's yeah. doing it in his bedroom. Yeah, I've and, been there. And does a decent job, but as far as monitoring, make sure that the website's staying up. Right. Uh, making sure that uh, you're staying high and not falling constantly in, in the um, um, SEO on yeah. in Google searches and Bing searches. Make sure uh, you're not, uh, you know, hackable. Yeah. That's uh, something that a lot of people, you know, they throw up these websites and 
they don't think that oh nobody's going to target me right but lowest hanging fruit well it's you know it's kind of like i tell my wife all the time if i don't know that i'm doing something wrong right i can't fix it absolutely so the same thing with your website if you don't know that it's not working properly mm-hmm. you can't fix it right and so it's uh Felicity does weekly reports yep. telling you uh, how you're doing letting you know what your progress is if your if your website's getting uh better or it's uh falling then you can get all that kind of stuff on a weekly basis i but, think you can even change it to daily yeah and um, then and it also comes with solutions that's the true. best part yes so it comes with suggestions it tells you what your problem is right but then it tells you here's how you can solve right. it and if so, your website goes down you're going to know in at least five minutes exactly so make sure you go check out solicity.com solicity.com and uh if you talk to somebody make sure you tell them gone trip and sent you <laughs> so yeah and then uh yeah uh other podcast news other podcast news um <laughs> so we had our instagram uh challenge mm-hmm. waterfall challenge uh and we had lots of submissions um and uh we picked our our favorite ones um and uh so our our four finishers that uh, are getting the shout outs today is nigel 24 7 that's underscore nigel 24 seven well, um, 24 and, underscore seven yeah 24 underscore seven thank you for mm-hmm. fixing that no problem uh, his picture of tiffany falls was very awesome it, yeah uh, it was frozen over the winter picture yeah um, i liked it a lot yeah super cool it's and just like you uh, can tell how much water must be trying to go over that yeah thing. well and it's like hey so underneath there's some water it's got to be pretty yeah. cool to look at but uh, the it's got to be cold water too it makes me want to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Nigel, great picture. Thank you for participating in uh, our waterfall challenge. Uh, and then we have Benny J Photography. Um, and Benny J came in with a uh, uh, picture from Ricketts Glen here in Pennsylvania. It's actually on my list of things to do this summer. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Uh, and a beautiful picture of a waterfall. Uh, Ricketts Glen is actually kind of known for having multiple waterfalls that are very beautiful and he captured this one uh very well um and that's benny j photographer b-e-n-n-y j photography mm-hmm. um at uh on instagram there and thank you again benny for joining us and then also laurel adventures uh our guest from episode six, six? yeah 10 episodes ago um her, wow yeah, yeah you're right her picture of uh Wachlella, Mm-hmm. Uh, W-A-H-C-L-E-L-L-A Falls. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. Wachlella <laughs> uh, Falls. Uh, beautiful picture of her and her son looking at the falls. Um, yeah, we're we're a huge fan of Laurel's photos here. So. Yeah, I was going to say, that might, she might be one of her daughters. Anyway, oh. not her. So. The, whole, the whole family. Yeah, exactly. Good photography. Uh, and, like he, and, you know, she really captured your problem with pictures. Uh, yeah, she did. Not having people in them, so yeah. she did a good job there. And uh, then we have... Uh, Pepper Lens, P-E-P-P-E-R Lens. Uh, and she took a picture of Kaitour. Kaitour. I believe that is correct. Okay, Kaitour. Thank you. Uh, we looked it yes. up on YouTube and that was how YouTube <laughs> pronounced it. So hopefully it's correct. Kaitour <laughs> Falls. Uh, and that is in Guyana, uh, which yeah. is in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, very, very beautiful. And it's, I believe the tallest, uh, free yeah. fall, single uh, fall, yeah, single, single fall uh, in the world. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Great picture. So go check out. She had a lot of great pictures too. Uh, pepper lens, 
P E P P E R L E N S, um, Laurel underscore Adventures, and Benny J Photography, and uh, Nigel uh, underscore Nigel twenty four underscore seven. Thank you again for yeah. joining us, and thanks for everybody else who submitted stuff. Yeah, of course. And uh, we'll have another challenge come up here this next week, so yeah. make sure you're looking out for it, and you can partake and get a shout out on our podcast. Yeah, and on our I mean, podcast. So we just we just announced four celebrity names. I know. here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and go go check them out. They're, they 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 won for the pictures that we selected, but mm-hmm. they have some amazing pictures right. on their on their yeah. pages. So and if you out. if uh you know if everybody wants to vote on one, then you know maybe another shout out will happen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so if maybe yeah. if everybody disagrees with us, yeah, fan favorite. So yeah, fan uh, favorite. Go there you go. Go ahead and uh, you can either mention us in uh, Instagram or contact us through gontrippinpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drink of the day, brownie caramel cream root beer. Yeah, you finished that quick. Yeah, so good, and Still, it was warm even because I, yeah. you know, didn't yeah. put it in the fridge. But uh, it was delicious. Brought back some good memories. Yeah. So I uh, can't wait to see. I'm hoping my seven year old does not like it. And then I can freak the rest <laughs> of it. So uh, yeah, but uh, well, that's our episode for today. Yeah, that was uh, a great episode. guest. Really great. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are. If you have somebody you want to hear us interview on the show, yeah, let us send know. Us some inf- uh, send us a uh, what do you call it? A tweet. Yeah, send us anything really. We'll, really, uh, my phone number is two zero eight. Leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> no, just let us. I thought know. you were going to go all the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's a good, good, good show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tune in on uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. For another great episode, yeah, uh, from uh, our guests at Cherry Tree and Bed and Breakfast uh, mm-hmm. coming on on our episode Monday. Check it yeah. out. And until then, one. have a great weekend. Yeah, get out there, people, and peace be the journey. Con trippin', my wagoneer and I. Con trippin', reading the road signs. Con trippin', one playlist at a time. Con trippin', odometers ticking, my mountain dew. Rebel sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I, I am gone.